1: What up, everybody? Welcome into Locked On Warriors. I'm your host, Charles T. Hamilton, about to be joined by co-host Wes Goldberg in just a minute. He is up in Sacramento for that electric basketball game we all got to see last night. Woof. What a dud. But there was some news after the game, some pretty big news as far as the Warriors are concerned. They did end up making a roster move. They cut a center and are looking to bring up a wing. And we will talk about all of that in just a minute here on Locked On Warriors on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: What up, everybody? Welcome into locked on warriors about to break down just the game of the century between the Kings and the Warriors last night. What a, what a barn burner, just the, the animosity between those two Northern California teams, man. That's just what the NBA is all about. If you cannot sense the sarcasm in my voice, that thing was. I don't even know what to say. A dud. It was terrible. But there was some big news after the game that we absolutely have to get to because it affects the current roster. It affects the two way spots, and it affects a guy who had a pretty nice comeback story going on this year. But he is going to be moving on, and we'll talk about all of that in just a minute. But first, this spring, follow your favorite baseball teams to Arizona for Cactus League spring training, amazing weather, landscapes, exciting outdoor adventure, incredible food. Arizona is the perfect home base for baseball fans it's a -a one-of-a-kind spring training experience you can follow your favorite baseball teams to arizona for cactus league 10 stadiums 15 mlb teams 75 degree temperatures all 10 stadiums are in greater phoenix within 50 miles you can hit up every single stadium you get to meet the players get their autographs before games i mean honestly it's one of the best experiences you can have if you're a baseball fan it's similar to summer league uh, for NBA. You're out there schmoozing with the baseball players. You're bumping into them at restaurants and bars. You're having casual conversations with these guys. It is awesome. I, I can't urge you enough if you're a baseball fan to go see. Check out my A's. Go go bump into Matt Chap and tell him I said what's up. There's tons to see and do outside of baseball. You can check out amazing restaurants and bars, tons of craft breweries like Four Peaks, Angels, Trumpet Ale House, and Goldwater Brewing Company tons of live music and national sports. You can explore museums featuring everything from native heritage to modern art, musical, musical instruments from around the world.
0: Arizona is
1: also known for its incredible landscapes, thrilling outdoor adventures, hit the road, explore Arizona's urban centers, ghost towns, artsy communities, and quirky outposts. Then get back for a baseball game. There's hiking, biking, Jeep tours, hot air balloon, skydiving, jet skiing, or just taking in the sunset. No matter what you love to do, Arizona has you Covered. You can check off must-see destinations from your bucket list like the Grand Canyon, Monument Valley, Horseshoe Bend, and Tucson. Bring the kids along to spring training. Arizona is a fantastic destination for families. Family-friendly resorts and hotels offer plenty of fun for the kids of all ages, water parks to horseback rides to games and activities. Arizona has tons of stuff for kids to do and see like wildlife parks, science museums, aquariums, and Dude Ranches plan your spring training getaway at visitarizona.com slash spring training. That is visitarizona.com slash springtraining. Is there anything more craveable than the smell of McDonald's fries? If someone's hiding an order of fries, they're never
0: hiding it well. It takes one whiff to trigger a fry craving that will only be satisfied the McDonald's way. So stand up if you would like to taste the smell of a McDonald's fry right now. Did you just stand? Because if you did, then you earned yourself a trip to the McDonald's drive-thru for your own steamy carton of crispy golden goodness.
1: Wes, you, of course, were at this quote-unquote basketball game tonight. And I got to tell you, I think most Warriors fans are pretty aware of the fact how lucky they've been to see the level of basketball they have over the last seven years and the championships and all the playoff runs and records being broken, all the great stuff we've seen. But I got to tell you, man, I forgot about how, when your team is bad, the amount of bad basketball that you end up watching. And that game against the Kings last night was maybe the worst game I've seen at least this year, but in a long, long time uh, past that.
0: Yeah. Not only when your team is bad, but also when your team is injured. I mean, this is, they had, are missing all basically all the starters that they thought that all their projected starters that they thought they would be going into the season with True, um, and maybe even all the projected starters that they expect to have next season. This was, I mean, this is a starting lineup where Ty Bowman and Damian Lee as impressive as, as, as they've been this season are on two way contracts. And that's your starting backcourt, right? And they were predictably outplayed by De'Aaron Fox and Buddy Heels, who combined for 42 points where uh, Bowman and Lee combined for 16 points. And it was, a, it was a tough basketball game. I mean, they, went, they missed their first 17 three-pointers. They, they didn't make their first three-pointer until seven minutes left in the third quarter when Glenn Robinson, you know, finally hit something. And, and you combine that with Sacramento shooting 50% from three-point range and nearly 48% overall. And that's basically the game right there. It's just one of those clunkers where the Warriors couldn't get anything to go in. Several players after the game were like, we couldn't hit the ocean with a rock and it kind of felt like that the entire time. I think they would rather have been pelted by rocks than have to play the rest of that game.
1: <laughs> I would have rather been pelted than having to watch it, man. It was tough, uh, but I also wanted uh, the first three to be a Willie Colley-Stein three just because, you know, <laughs> being back home, et cetera. Um, I, you know, not luckily, but there was some news that did come after the game, which is also too bad because – Marquise Chris uh, was uh, waived by the Warriors. We all assumed to make room yeah. for Damian Lee, and it's also too bad because something we didn't talk about. We we focused on the Mark, or excuse me, the Willie Cauley Stein homecoming. Marquise Chris is also from the Sacramento area, so for it to happen on a night when he's back up in Sacramento, you know, is tough. And for it to happen at all, uh, I don't think either of us expected that to be the move. We knew it was there, it was available, but. Uh, I definitely didn't expect it to be the move to clear a spot for Damian Lee, which, look, is the priority, and it makes sense just considering the spot they're in, but a, a tough a tough one and, and definitely a surprise on my part. I mean, where, where were you with that?
0: Well, they didn't want to move. They didn't want to do this. They didn't want to waive Marquise Chris, but Damian Lee has two, has two more days left on his two-way contract. Marquise Chris's deal becomes fully guaranteed on January 10th. That was the reason why they needed to make this happen. It was not the preferred way. To promote Damian Lee to the 15-man roster, but it was the easiest way, and they cannot clearly find a trade destination for Alec Burks, which is pretty surprising. But um, given that you know that Alec Burks has played for a number of different teams at this point, and that he's kind of just putting up good stats on a bad team, maybe the, maybe other organizations aren't out there willing to sacrifice anything. Uh, maybe the Warriors don't, weren't willing to sacrifice Alec Burks for almost nothing. Yeah. And so they end up having to cut a promising 22-year-old player who earned his way from a training camp uh, invite, basically to the main roster spot. And uh, it's 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 unfortunate for all parties involved. But you're right; he did uh, he did get waived in his hometown of Sacramento. And I do think that maybe that was part of the that like that was why maybe they did it now as opposed to maybe tomorrow, just so that it can be around. You know his family and friends mm. in in a place that is supportive of him.
1: Yeah, it's really too bad, and I you know I I expect him to be picked up honestly because um, I've been impressed with him. He will be, and he's he's played well, and uh, I mean Boston, you know that one seems to fit. Even though yeah. I'm sure they prefer a, a more classic center, but there are teams that are needing fives, and, and he proved to be a a solid one. Uh, we'll see what happens in the off season, but it's just too bad that you know in in a year of development trying to find youth. Felt like they found someone, and just because of the hard cap and, and their situation, you know, they have to get rid of him. And on top of that, uh, the center cool. spot's pretty thin, you know, without Marquise Chris now.
0: Well, and now I think you're going to see Alan Smiley get you a lot more playing time too, mm-hmm. but uh, maybe you see Kevon Looney eventually return. Maybe Omar Spellman plays a little bit more five and four. I don't know, but I, I did want to ask you this. I mean, is it a no-brainer to cut – 22-year-old Marquise Chris to make room for 27-year-old shooting guard Damian Lee, and we all assumed that this had to happen. But the reason I never thought that it would happen was because we all assumed that Damian Lee needed to be promoted. We all knew that this option of cutting Marquise Chris before his contract became guaranteed was there. But I, like, if you had if you have Marquise Chris and I have Damian Lee, would you trade be would you trade me Chris for Lee at this point? Like, I don't know. I don't know no. who the better player in the vacuum is right
1: now. I'm with you. I think what comes down to it is you talked about the injuries. They're already without their two starting guards. Damian Lee has started the last 10, 11 games and performed pretty well. And it's someone that they, I think they know they can keep around next year where Marquise Chris, even though they probably had a strong feeling about it, who knows what happens with him when he hits free agency. Like, I wouldn't be surprised once Damian Lee gets signed that it's a two-year deal, that it's this year and next year. And uh, But I, I agree with you. I mean, on the surface, you know, when it's straight up da- Damian Lee for Marquise Chris, is that automatic? I, I don't think it is. Um, and it's just too bad because it was a solid story as well coming into uh, the season where non-guaranteed, yeah. uh, you know, gets the roster spot over Alfonso McKinney who looks like he's actually getting waived by Cleveland as well um, and performing well, you know, revived his career. But on the other end, I also want to say it's a pretty cool story for Damian Lee. Because he's a guy who, you know, a couple two way contracts probably should have been on the roster towards the end of last year. Probably could have helped in the playoffs a little more than uh, Alfonso McKinney could have. And uh, for him to, you know, finally get some some guaranteed NBA money, uh, also all the way back to college, you know, where he tore I think both ACLs. So another solid story for him as well. But just uh, it's, tough. it's tough. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's really it, it's really tough, and you could tell, like, you know, this is. This, this whole team had sort of this like college feel to it, right? Like this fraternity vibe. And this was the first, like we knew a business decision was about to come down. We just expected it to happen to Alec Burks, who had been through this before. And Marquise Chris has been through this before as well, right? Like it's it, this is no shock to him. And he's really now done what it is that the Warriors are hoping to do for some of these players who aren't going to make the roster next season, right? I mean, there's going to be a number of these guys. This is not going to just be The first player who doesn't make it until next year, and he's sort of that first casualty in a way, and it's that first sort of shock to the system of this is still a business, and it just Mm -hmm. in those locker rooms it just didn't feel like it. It really did feel like with the age of this team, with with the veterans not being there because of the injuries for the most part, other than Draymond, it just it it started to feel a little bit like uh, like a fraternity, and now it's back to business. I think it is going to be a little bit of a shock. It comes on the heels of of now what is. A five-game losing streak, tied for their second-longest losing streak of the season. I'm not saying that that's any sort of motivation for making that move right now, but it it, it will be interesting to see how this team responds to that. We're already seeing like D'Angelo Russell, who had a really close relationship with Marquise, uh, take the Instagram and to you know put a bunch of huffing and puffing emojis underneath yeah. Marquise Chris's Instagram post. Jordan Poole is is posting on it. I mean, this this was uh, uh, again a shock to the system. Uh, it hit kind of the ego of this team. And we'll we'll see how they respond. But you're right about Marquise Chris being a good story. You're right about Damian Lee being a good story. But the one thing, like this, was always the deal for the Warriors. Like it was (laughs) always, hey, let's get these, let's get all these players into a better position to establish a career. And they did that with Marquise Chris. I mean, Marquise Chris came into this season having played for the Phoenix Suns, Houston uh, Rockets, and Cleveland Cavaliers, and at all three stops was was still carried that label of immature as a locker room malcontent and things like that. People talked about how he had a short fuse, didn't get along with coaches, was uncoachable. He has shed all of that in golden state. And I do expect him to latch on somewhere else soon. And I, that that's the good part of the story is that as far as the goals of the season, I guess that still holds in, in some respects.
1: And it's not impossible that he winds back with a uh, back up with the Warriors next season. Unlikely, but again, not impossible. So we'll see. And just to right. clarify, because I saw some people on Twitter a little confused, the reason why it had to be Marquise Chris—he's the only one with non-guaranteed money—and they have okay. to stay under the uh, the hard cap, which is about 138 million. Which they're where they were within a couple hundred thousand. So I saw some people, you know, well Jacob Evans or you know Jordan Poole, this or that. Those guys have guaranteed money, so even if they cut them, it doesn't affect the cap. So it had to be marquise chris which is too bad but again he will find his way i'm sure and uh look he made top 10 money too so it's not as if he uh you know is going to be hurting but his career is going to continue too, which is probably the best part uh there's some other aspects of this move that i want to talk to you about and we're going to do that in just a minute support for this podcast comes from cdw and cisco
0: modern modernization today has the products you need to modernize your workplace like wi-fi booster crystals Let their metaphysical powers enhance connectivity and
1: spiritually awaken your Internet of Things. At CDW, we get crystals won't modernize your network. You need Cisco Catalyst access points that are Wi-Fi 6 compatible and can help you improve reliability, increase capacity, and reduce latency. Cisco and IT orchestration by CDW. People who get it. Find out more at cdw.com slash Cisco. Today, every answer matters more than ever before. Wes, so we talked about Alec Burks and the fact that we expected him to be the one to be moved in order to open up the roster spot for Damian Lee or potentially at this point now, Kai Bowman. And you mentioned that it's possible, very possible, or it seems likely that the Warriors hadn't gotten any offers that made sense, that seemed worth it to to give up Alec Burks yet. And I I agree that that's most likely the case. But to me, it doesn't seem like that's going to continue to be the case. It seems like this was a time crunch, I think, closer to the trade deadline, which is February 6th. Uh, we might see him actually still get moved for yeah. a respectable package, whatever it may be. But I just think it was just a, a weird timing thing for Marquis Chris's guarantee, the two-way contracts, and the trade deadline. They just didn't fall in, in the same time frame.
0: Yeah, you know, the the January 10th, Deadline for Marquis Chris's contract being guaranteed. And then the January 15th deadline of being it being the last time you could sign two way contracts. So you take those two things and you still got almost a month between the, the January 15th deadline and the February 6th NBA trade deadline. And so now, by making this move now, the lawyers can promote Damian Lee, which should happen probably tomorrow morning. I mean, if not tonight, but and um, we're recording this Monday night. So Tuesday morning, Monday night, it's going to be probably done. And then at that point, they can go and promote or or assign somebody else to that two-way contract and give them another body and another player to sort of develop it and get a sense of for the rest of the season. And then you still have enough time then between now and and the trade deadline in February to eventually try to move Alec Burks. And the reason you would do that now is to promote eventually Kai Bowman to the 15-man roster. And look, you might not get to use – you might not be – you might not have the chance now – to uh, backfill both two-way contract positions, but you at least have a chance to backfill one of them, which yeah. is better than zero of them, right? And if you figure, like, hey, they want both these guys on the regular
1: roster by the end of the year,
0: I guess Marquise, waving Marquise Chris, eventually trading Alex Burks was one way to do it.
1: Yeah, definitely. And one of the things, you know, we may, I mentioned the that the center spot is now pretty thin without Marquise Chris. Um, I yeah. wouldn't agree with this move, but it would be understandable if they ended up giving that two-way spot to Deontay Davis, who's the center down in Santa Cruz. He was the 31st overall pick. Uh, what was it, 2015, 16? The same year Damian Jones got drafted. Has two years of NBA experience. Has played solid in Santa Cruz for the last you know year and a half. But I st- I I think we both agree that the wing spot is where they should look. I have a list of guys. You know, ever since we talked about it a couple weeks ago, going through. Uh basically are you six seven and can you shoot threes? And there's a handful of them in the in the G League. None yeah. of them really jump out. Um but I, I think we both agree they should go wing if possible over another center, right? Yeah, the they may still go in, in that spot.
0: direction. Yeah, yeah, for the two way spot, absolutely. They may still go in that direction. They can go really in any direction with it. Um but it really just depends on who they want to get a closer look at and who they want to have spend time in San Francisco more often. But um, speaking of the center rotation now, with Chris out of it, and Chris really emerged as the backup center, and he was in Sacramento tonight. Though Amari Spellman was the first big man off the bench. Spellman is been playing a lot of four, and he lost weight to play the four. Um, I think he could still play the five at his current playing weight, but it does allow it does take away one body out of what what during when this when this front court was healthy, they were always one body too many. It seems mm-hmm. like they were doing. There was a lot of nights where. Kevon Looney was playing the four next to Willie Cauley-Stein, and that just didn't oh. make sense. And so if if this team is healthy, then you've got Willie Cauley-Stein and Kevon Looney as probably your mean minute absorbers at at the five, and you're still able to go small, play Amari Spellman a little bit there. You can play Draymond there, obviously. You can even uh, you know, keep Alan Smiley-Geach in the rotation if you want to, and I think that would be the way it's coming forward. But as long as Looney is still up, Unhealthy. As long as this abdominal strain is still bothering him, Willie will Willie will continue to be starting center. I could see Alan Spannigood playing a lot more time with Golden State. It wouldn't shock me if you just saw this team go a little bit smaller more often with Omari uh, Spellman or Draymond Green playing the five, which at times has been a really effective lineup for them.
1: I'm glad you brought up Omari Spellman because Steve Kerr talked about this the other day, and we, you know, we hadn't mentioned it yet, but he said that Spellman has earned more minutes. And that we'd be seeing him more. And first off, I I don't know why he had that run of getting less minutes. I know Looney was back, et cetera. But, you know, I've been very pleased with Spellman's play uh this season. And, you know, maybe that's exactly what Steve Kerr was referring to, that you know, Marquis Chris might be gone and there's gonna be a spot for Spellman to get minutes. So I think that is definitely gonna be uh, part of the impact of him being gone, is we're gonna see a lot more of Spellman, whether it's at the four or the five, we're just gonna see him get more minutes. And Smiley Geach, I don't know. I mean, I don't know how many, how you don't have him around now with it being yeah. uh, Looney still hurt, Collie Stein and Spellman, like Smiley Geach like is, he's an NBA player now. <laughs> Let's go.
0: Yeah. I mean, he's thrust into it just like so many of these players have been thrust into it at one point during the season. Right. And uh, they're going to have to, until Looney gets back, they're going to have to keep him playing myth. and. For, you know, to his credit, he's forced them to keep him on the floor. So yep. um, it should be a good look at, at Smiley Geach, who figures to play an important role. And you look at what the center rotation next season could be. It could just be those three, right? We'll mm-hmm. probably sign as a player option for next year. Kevon Looney obviously just signed the three-year, million million contract. Smiley Geach is under contract for four years on his rookie deal. That might be your three-man rotation. Maybe you add one more body to that next just, you know, in case of emergency. But, you know, Smiley Geach will be 20 next year, maybe. Maybe this is it. Maybe this is your three-man your three man rotation at, at center. We're seeing it right now.
1: Yeah. Ian's mean, definitely an extended audition for him this year. Uh, we'll see what happens. Too bad about Marquise Chris, but, you know, I'm excited to see where he will end up and how he plays, et cetera. And, again, it's not impossible he winds up back with the Warriors. just very, very unlikely. Uh, Wes, been real. <laughs> Crazy night of bad <laughs> basketball and then a, a pretty big roster move. So uh, I'm going to let you go. But we will talk tomorrow and hopefully have an update on Damian Lee's uh, contract status. We all expect he'll be the one to come up. So we will see what the case is. And uh, thank you all for listening to Locked On Warriors on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team, every day. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily podcast on the Golden State Warriors. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team, every day.